From Bregman MD, where we're all about psych solutions, I'm your host, Linda Corley, and this is The Breakdown with Dr. B. Too many people worry these days about the economy, politics, their jobs, the climate. Oh, and then there was the pandemic. The list is long. We worry more today than ever before. And worrying should not control you. It zaps the joy out of life. Linda, you couldn't be more correct. You know, a lot of people, they worry, but they don't really talk about it. Okay. And what happens is when people worry a lot in terms of medically, increases their blood pressure, they don't sleep, they don't eat, they're distracted. I mean, it is a real problem. Yeah, it is. And so today, you, in your brilliant mind, are going to give our audience some tips on how to, if not stop worrying, at least worry constructively. Because worry is a cheat, and it robs you of your health, your time, and at the end of the day, you get nothing accomplished. Dr. B, remember Irma Bombeck? Well, she was full of the funniest quotes. And here's here's one of my favorite quotes from her. She says, worry is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do, but you never get anywhere. Boy, she was a funny lady. You know, I know worrying is no laughing matter. You pointed out that there is a good way to worry and a bad way to worry. We're all victims of worry. It's totally nonproductive. It's really an attempt to control your concerns, but it doesn't work. It's a waste of time, okay? So what we're going to talk about today is and just regular people worrying, you know, not necessarily, you know, people have severe psychopathology and how to manage it so you can easily make some of your worry into productive work. Okay, so before we get into that, I found this amazing study from Cornell University, which found that 85% of what people worry about never happens. And I remember reading this in college. This is an old, old study that was recently done again, and they found out that it still was 85%. So knowing that, I say, before you start to worry, say to yourself, is this really going to happen, this problem? Do I really need to worry about nonsense? It's like the serenity prayer, right? I'm not going to say the whole thing, but at the end it says, uh, give me the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference, right? It's the wisdom of knowing the difference of things you cannot change. Channeling your energy into positive things. Now, that's the key here. That means you do something, okay? There's concern and you do something about it. A lot of people get so consumed with their worrying and and they just obsessively worry and worry and it gets into all kinds of other problems. So what we would like is for people to start looking at what they're worried about and seeing if they could do something constructive about it. I think because when you're worrying about something, but you get up and you're doing something about it, all of a sudden 
not that the worry goes away, but you start to feel better because you're empowering yourself towards a solution. We want to take control over things we're worried about and see that 85%, like you say, are things we can't do anything about. We shouldn't even think about them. And, you know, I, I know they do this a lot in the uh, addiction programs. Focus on things you can control, not what you can't control. And, you know, honestly, it has helped so many people and it works. You know, I was thinking about this subject the other day. And like you said, you know, think about the problem. Think about how you're going to solve it. Now, a lot of times if the problem's really big and you're thinking, oh, I can't solve this, the best thing to do is go to a smart friend, right? Somebody you can trust. Um, And the reason being is not only will they have good advice, but have you ever been on the other side of a problem where it's your friend worrying? Your solution can be clearer and, and more intelligent than your worried friend because they're not thinking clearly. You are because it's not your problem. So I came across this tip that says to write your problem in a journal or on a piece of paper in third person. Like, you know, Linda has this, okay, and then you name the problem. Because it's almost like you're the friend. And as you said earlier, you're suddenly able to see the forest for the trees, right? And you're more objective about it. To channel your energy into something positive and make sense instead of spinning your wheels on things that will never fix anything. That's what happens in my office. The people who are obsessed about things tend to start to think that maybe I could look at this another way and fix it instead of just worry. Now, what about some of your patients that are way down the road in worrying, right? It's gone beyond, oh, I'm a little worried. It's gone into anxiety. They, they have trouble breathing. It's an anxiety attack. I mean, obviously the brain shuts down. There's absolutely no way they're solving problems at that point. How do you arrest that problem? A lot of people have gotten to the point of they not only worry, but they can't sleep, they're depressed, they can't work, they're dysfunctional, they're losing weight. I mean, you name it. So what we have here is, you know, a worry and being obsessed about something could cause tremendous problems with a person if they don't manage it well and they don't feel like they're in control. So a lot of what I do with people is, you know, we, we well, I can see there's a lot of problems here, but what are you worried about? You know, and then we start dissecting what they're worried about and not minimizing that, but seeing that, hey, maybe, you know, you could deal with this in this way or that way. And then people feel empowered and they feel in control and they work at what could resolve their worry rather than you know, just obsessively worry. Right. Cause worry becomes the activity, but there's no plan of action and no Which, solution, no solution. It doesn't work. Yeah. Because no amount of worrying will change the situation, but action will. And you know what? Now I'm going to do another quote. My favorite quote, man of all times, Winston Churchill, 
He said, I never worry about action, but only about inaction. And you know what? Let's face it, Dr. B, that man had a lot to worry about. <laughs> oh, the guy was brilliant. Okay. So basically, if anybody comes to me in the office about, you know, that some of the problem really surrounds, you know, worrying, because worrying could get people really depressed and anxious. And I want to deal with that, not only with meds. Exactly. So let's be more like Winnie Churchill, right? <laughs> uh, oh, any if we could all achieve that, we're in good shape. Yeah, well, in conclusion, worrying tricks you into think you're doing something about the problem when you're actually doing the opposite. So I hope that Dr. B has given you ways to defeat worry and get moving on those solutions. Right, Dr. B? There's nothing like wasting time like worrying. Uh, if something's out of control, let it go and start doing something about other things that are in control. Great. Well, if you want to learn more about the techniques of taking control of your life, especially when it comes to worrying, I want you to check out our new website at BregmanMedicalGroup.com. From Bregman MD, you've been listening to the latest episode of The Breakdown with Dr. B. If you'd like more information or to speak to one of our top psychiatrists, just head to our website at BregmanMD.com to book a telepsychiatry visit from the comfort of your home. Hope you've enjoyed our latest podcast. Catch you next time.